Welcome to the Different Spokes Podcast. My name's Matt Smith. Today's guest is Denny Pascasio. He's a bike rider, paint slinger, doodle maker, funny person in general, just a great human being in general. Uh, this podcast was a lot of fun. I do have to apologize ahead of time though because um, the first 12 minutes or so are kind of sketchy with like the signal. And I gotta be honest, we tried to use Skype and Skype somehow deleted Denny's audio drivers out of his laptop. So we were fucked. So we had to, we tried to do FaceTime and then FaceTime was being jittery as you will hear in the first 12 minutes or so. And then it kind of smoothed out after we decided to say fuck visuals and just go audio only. I apologize in advance for that. Also, real quick, um, during the podcast, we mention a guy named Aaron. Uh, his real name is Aaron Buckley from River City Leather. Uh, and uh, I think his MySpace name was Aaron the Big Gay Love Bug. You know, back then in MySpace days, everybody had a moniker. But um, shout out to Aaron because he is doing some awesome, awesome work with River City Leather. And if you don't know about it, go check it out to see some really handcra- really nice handcrafted items. But uh Aaron's also a badass photographer, and that's why he gets brought up in this story. But I'll leave it at that, and without further ado, here we go. Different spokes. Hey, you tell me, man. We good? Yeah, we're good. Clean and oh, clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sorry about that. Isn't that the face shit? Isn't What's... that like the face of the Aquawood? What is it? Oxycontin? What is it? Not Oxycontin. What is that shit? Oxy? What was it? <laughs> like Nitrogena? Neutrogena. Yeah, you said nice and clear. Yeah, yeah. Clean and clear, clean and clear yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember all kinds of like weird little catchphrases because I watched too much TV as a kid. Bro, my whole life. Like, <laughs> can't remember math, can't get anywhere on time, but literally can hit you with Nickelodeon quotes. Like, <laughs> my life depended on it. <laughs> with the deep cuts. Yo, for real, deep, straight deep cuts. Like, give me with some odd real monster truth and I'll slap you with it. Like, that's where I'm at. That's, that's where the awesome. fuck I'm at with it. Hell yeah. <laughs> How you been? What have what you been up to lately? What's going on? Man, same old, same. Well, working a lot. Yeah. Shredding when I can, but the art has just been going on full boil. Like, hmm. just straight gutter doodles, wrist working the whole way through. Like, it's all... Awesome. After work special, boom. And you know what? In the winter, that's what really gets it cooking. Mm-hmm. Because you know what I'm saying Usually most of the time On the east coast We can barely spread Because it's fucking Bullshit snow Yeah Slap down every day So I it's, I try to just I was like you know what Fucking time to spill art You know what I'm saying So yeah. come out to home After work Just let it drip That's crazy So what do you do What What do you do to pay the bills What do I, oh, what do, I do for work Yeah Bro uh, <laughs> I work at an Orthodontic lab Like I make retainers what? Yeah, it's like, weird. Like you can help like, your boy out. Like, 
Wow. So it's like, yeah, that's me, man. That's what I, so that's what I look for, the, for the dollars. That's easy the dick guys in my pocket. And other than that, selling art too, which is like, that's becoming a thing now. So I'm psyched for that shit. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you, man. Is, is uh, my call breaking up at all coming to you? Yeah, you're breaking up, but it's like scattered. It's like really, it's like really bad, or no? Kind of really, kind of bad, but like when I did the one with Vaza, it was also through the yeah. phone before I learned about Skype, and yeah. the signal would cut out in the middle of a word, but then finish the word after the long pause. So when I was in editing. I was cutting out all these pauses out of, out of it, and then it eventually. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, you know what it is? I think because, actually, my brother's on live on Xbox. It's probably like fucking strangling the Wi-Fi a little bit. <laughs> so he said he's gonna sign out. He's gonna sign out. We'll see. We'll see if it oh. makes a difference. Yeah, my bad, dude. No, nah, that's cool. <laughs> Your picture, the picture actually looks really sharp. So I, I think that's a good sign. That's what I'm saying, dude. You look crystal clear. This is the most clear FaceTime I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Same, like, dude. straight up, like a fucking painting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I've never seen it this good so, either. That's what I'm saying. I've never. And I have an iPhone 7, bro. I'm back here with an iPhone 7 with the elbow drop crack screen. <laughs> <laughs> the phone that I'm using for the FaceTime is, is a 6 with the same thing. Cracked like crazy. What? Yeah. There's no way your 6 looks this fucking good. Yeah, that that's the six. Holy shit! I don't know. I'm fucking up. <laughs> let me see. Let me see here. My bad. My bad. Uh, we're good. Oh, okay. It seems we're double we're double time in now. That's we're dropping cool. all anything that has a strangle on Wi-Fi. I guess we're good. Right. Are we good now? Yeah, it seems pretty good. Yeah. Before all it was right. like cutting out every other word. So anyway, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. So you make yeah, so you make uh, retainers for Lenny Kravitz and shit like that. Yeah, but it's like I well I'm not gonna say I'm the one who makes his. There's a guy above me that mm. makes his, and like I'm like, I I'm, I couldn't even imagine fucking with it because that shit is like at, at the job that I work at we make like a specific retainer that I think my, only my boss has pat, patented or something like that. Oh so wow! Anyone who needs that specific retainer. We get it, but there's only one guy at my job that can do it. Wow. So, I'm and I'm below him, so I'm not trying. But I wouldn't want to fuck with that shit. That's way. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. I'm like, I, I ain't fucking with some dude who's screaming American woman. Like I'm not fucking that guy's teeth up. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that. Like his shit whistling sideways. Like I'm all over the world because his fucking teeth are not in line at night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> fuck around, buy an island, and put you on it. Exactly. Blow this shit up or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. And then make a song and memorial for that island. <laughs> Never speak on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, dude, that's that's the la- that's the labor side of me. Is that yeah. shit? It's been there for a hot minute, but yeah. That's cool, man. On that side. Sounds like it's working. Thanks, dude. That's what's up. Um, yeah, man. Um, how long have you been riding? I know it's kind of a generic question, but I'm super curious. I started riding once we moved. I used to live in North Carolina when I was young. I wasn't born and raised there, like born in Long Island, and then at some point moved to North Carolina. 
And then once we came back here, I was in like probably like fourth grade. So I thought the fourth grade, probably like what, nine, ten maybe. Mm-hmm. So we moved to Ridge and Ridge is both Owings and Panamoka. And that's where the, and we lived in Panamoka. Ridge is actually Panamoka. It, it, Ridge is like, there's Ridge and Panamoka is the borderline. Okay. We lived in Panamoka and that's where like those legendary trails, Panamoka trails were about mm-hmm. in that area. And when we first moved there, it was like everyone in that town rode. And my brothers, actually, even before I rode, I was like on fucking AOL, just like fucking around, around scooters and skateboards. It was my two younger brothers that actually were shredding bikes before me. So I would say that's probably like when I was in like fifth grade. Damn. So every now and then, I would fuck around with a bike. But it, was, it wasn't until like seventh grade yeah. is when I got serious. So I guess... How old the fuck is that? Seventh, seventh, how old are you in seventh grade, dude? I don't even remember. I don't know. That's about the same time like I fucking, started. Twelve? <laughs> I don't know. Like thir- yeah, like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, like yeah. twelve or thirteen. Are your are your brothers older than you? No, they're younger than me. Oh, they, wow. there's, there's Josh, who's the youngest, and then there's my brother Jonathan, mm-hmm. and he skateboards. Oh, that's cool. So he and he shreds the skateboard. He fucking yeah, he lays the fucking pedal. He lays the law down on the skateboard. But, Hell yeah. yeah, that's so. tough. Fucking sick, but yeah, but so they were they started before me, but I started. I'll say I got serious in seventh grade. Seventh grade is like shit got real. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. Damn. Like, so, uh, I mean, do you want me to tell you like explain the story on, on how like it started or? Yeah, if you're into it, I mean, if if you feel like skipping, it's up to you. Yeah, I, I'm into it. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I'll, I'll explain it because it, it's kind of funny. Like, all right, we used to fuck around with like our friends. Like, and if I if I like cut it. Or anything, let me know because I, I don't want to like mess it up or get too deep. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, we used to have this fucking trampoline. And, like this is like when we're all young, so it was like, dude, summer. Yeah. This trampoline, the pool, and ride bikes. You know what I'm saying? Like just that, dun, dun, dun. But we were fucking around with the trampoline so much because it was like wrestling was the shit. So yeah. we were like, yo, bro, I'm fucking, I'm doing, we're making up moves, I'm doing fucking wrestling moves. I used to have, like, all these wild wrestling moves I used to make up. It's fucking stupid. But someone actually ended up breaking the trampoline at some point. Like, oh. destroying it, jumping <laughs> there with a broomstick. When, mm. the, when the people who weren't, like, who lived there weren't home. So, the, they weren't home. Mm-hmm. And uh, these dudes were jumping on trampoline. So, they, anyways, they busted a hole in the trampoline. And there was that, that was it. The dude's dad was freaking out. Like, bro. I ain't no one jumping on a trampoline no more. Fucking done, no more trampoline. So all there was was a bunch of, like, dusty-ass jumps in the middle of the pavilion. There, in Panamoka, there was a place called the pavilion. And in the middle of the pavilion is, like, where there was a baseball field, but that went to dusty shit. And so all the kids that lived there made, like, these, like, just a bunch of tabletops, you know? Mm-hmm. So my friend Jared had this half-metal metalloid, like, this heavy-ass dude, straight up, just picture like iron steel the great depression <laughs> combined into a frame yeah like if the great depression was put into a frame all the strength that it took to keep people together of the great depression and how much metal was used that's what huffy took to make this fucking frame and yeah. so that's what this bike weighed literally more than me like if i took me and put myself on my back this bike weighed more than that, but I didn't give a fuck. I didn't know any better, so I'm riding it. So the trampoline broke, like I said, and there was there was like a table. But you know how sometimes when you're first learning to trail, 
homies cut like the middle of the table out. Like, all right, we're all clearing the table. Time to cut the middle out. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what these kids did. So they cut the middle of the table out. And I'll never forget this kid Joe T. And I went back there with the kids, with the kids, uh, Huffy, my friend, my friend Jared's Huffy. And I pedaled as fast as I fucking could at this bitch and just hit it. And I cleared it. Like, didn't know how to bunny hop, didn't know how to do anything, and I, like, caught air over it. Wow. So, once I caught air, quote-unquote, yeah, once I caught the air, I went back to all my homies and was like, bro, like, I fucking learned, I jumped this shit. And I was like, no, you didn't. I was like, you know how everyone is? Like, we're all young, dude. Like, we're all between 12 and, like, 8, 9. So, you know what I'm saying? So, everyone was like, nah, man. I'm like, yo, yes, I did. Let's go watch. So, I bring everyone back, and... I fucking pedal my fucking ass off and jump the shit out of it. Probably felt like I went like 12 feet in the air. Literally probably like a shitty squirt of an inch over. Cleared it. And everyone was like, ah, you did jump it. Like, ah. So everyone, everyone got hyped. <laughs> like everyone got hyped because the trails were, those little jumps were run down. So once like I jumped that thing, everyone was like, yeah, we were like, let's just dig here and make them jumpable again. The trampoline's fucking broken. So let's just ride here. So, so your brothers were already jumping at the time? Oh, sorry. Yeah, my brothers were already fucking around. Like, with, they had, like, a dyno, and they would set up, like, planks of wood on a, on a tire and huh. just, like, jump and shred in the front yard. And, like, yeah, but they were, like, they didn't do a fuck. They were so psyched like, dirt bikes and BMX shit back in the day that they were, like, trying Cordova. Just, like, even though it's, like, I don't even know how to, they would just put their body, like, body hump, take anything off the bars, like, take anything off the fucking pedals. Like, wild, but... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Going back, yeah, that's me watching them do that. Maybe like craziness, man. I know, dude. I listen. <laughs> Our luck, man. <laughs> for real. It's technology, man. It just it fucking is here for us, but it ain't here for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But what's the yeah, So, uh, should I should I start back or should I where, where, where should we go? Uh, you were okay. You had just jumped the tabletop. In your neighborhood, okay. and no one believed you, and you went back and you sent it again. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I sent it again. All everyone, all the homies came through, and like just to check, be like, "Yo, you said it's jumpable. Let's see if it is." So it was Joe T, my boy Jeremy. Uh, if there's anyone else that I'm missing right now, they, they were all there, and I jumped it. But it was like trails that they had built originally, but I guess had ditched out. You know what I'm saying? So, in them ditching him out, they just gave up. So, they stopped kind of, like, riding him. But when I jumped it that day, that made everyone just hyped to ride again. So, my homeboys, Joti's dad, Jeremy's dad, everyone came through and made those trails rideable again. Damn. The trampoline was fucking blown out. So, with the trampoline being blown out, we just started riding those trails again. So, that's what got me hyped on riding. Mm-hmm. But once, like, the pool opened up again, that's when I kind of fell off, like, a little hiatus. Like, I was young, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was still in between. 7th grade, 6th grade, 8th grade, but, like, 7th grade is when, like, it really, like, I, I slept. It's like, yo, I'm riding now. Like, fuck it, because the trampoline kept getting fucking owned because people kept doing shit on it, blowing it out. And so it's like, fuck it, the trails are rideable. Let's just ride these trails and let's get it cooking from there. But, so, but no one had a trampoline bike. That's not why it got ruined at all. Yeah, no <laughs> trampoline bike. <laughs> Dude, we would take blank ass decks on there and try to go wild. And oh shit. man, that does sound fun. Dude, 
dude, so fucking fun. But once that board pops up, wild starts with skins or like, because no one's using it. Like, it's like the most thrash edged board. It's just fucking ripping skin cut and all catch up in the way. Yeah, my bad about that. But yeah, so like, it, it was it was a good time. But once the trampoline was done, that once we, oh, you know what it was? All right, <laughs> the trampoline blew out. We're riding the trails, and it was like the summer, so I think it was like August, right before school. That's when X Games came on. So like. That's what got us more hyped on riding the trails. It's like X Games is coming on. Let's just fucking shred by the pavilion. And let's was, just do it. Was that so like that the first was, year I, of X Games? Was it? I don't know. I'm guessing. I don't even, dude. I don't even remember. Like eighth grade. I graduated in 2006. So that's. You graduated in 06. 06, dude. So 06. you're a little bit younger than me, just by a little bit. Really? Yeah. I graduated in 04, but for the longest time I forgot what year I graduated high school because it was such a far back memory. Yeah, no, I feel like it's so crazy to think how far, like it's like 10 years now, 11 years. Yeah. The only reason why I remember what year I graduated is because I almost fucking failed gym. Oh, what? <laughs> like I said, I'm late all the fucking time with like everything. Like that's, you can ask Jeff DePaul, you can ask my friend Gary, you can ask so many people who know me. Yeah. Uh, actually, you even got to witness it because even when, like, me getting able to, to send the shit out that I had to send out with the art-wise, I just, it's just time, always something happens where I end up late, so. But yeah, 06, I remember because I almost failed gym, first period, and I never missed, I never caught the bus, always fucking missed it. Damn, you so, had gym first period, so it's like. fucking period, dude. In the uh, winter, are you shitting me? Like, yeah, that's be- who the fuck's <laughs> playing football in this wet-ass fucking field? Everyone's yeah. brothers you guys were both kind of like going back and forth like as you were getting older just yeah it, yeah it kind of <clears throat> kind of like like ping pong because like i was the older brother so i wasn't i wasn't really like hanging out with my younger brothers like that you know mm-hmm. so they when they started riding i wasn't riding when i started riding they weren't riding anymore they were into scooters and stuff you know what i'm saying because they were still like eight or nine right so yeah so once the whole town got into bikes we were able to go, you know what I'm saying? You know your parents are, yeah, you can't go up down the block. Yeah. That's it. So once I got a bike and was able to go away, hang out with everyone else with a bike, that's when I got way into it. My brothers were like, fuck, guess I got to ride a sc- scooter in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Guess I yeah. got to fucking skateboard a little bit. So. Damn, that's so crazy. Yep. Fuck. But that's did, the backstory of that shit. That's did you that take happened. a lot of art electives in high school? Uh, yeah. I always made a point to take art. Like, that was always my thing. But my, my thing with art classes back in the day was I always would come up with, like, a bigger idea. And, like, you know how art is when you're in school? You only have, like, what, 45 minutes? Mm-hmm. Right. 35, 38 minutes, depending on where, to do something a day. And even with how I make art now, it's like, one, I made something way bigger than I needed to. Or, like, started a project way bigger than I needed to. And two... 
I don't have enough time every day or slash I mean I mean you know what I'm saying to work on it like this yeah so I never really got the best art grades because I would always have a half-assed project and rush it because you were ambitious exactly exactly so I, I, I to this day too I fucking hate pastel every fucking year they give you pastel and I even if it's oil or or something else I can't dude I can't it's nuts. It's nuts. So yeah, that's that was me. So yeah, but I did take a lot of art classes. Yeah, pastel's weird. It is, dude. It's oil or uh, the the chalk is just like it gets, and it gets everywhere. Yeah. Never, you, you finish a piece, it's like not done. It's mm-hmm. still gonna be like oh, looks like you just fucking lick skittles with your hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's anyone who can do any kind of like level of realism, I respect to the highest degree because. As much as everyone sees the doodles and the acrylic and everything, realism is my ultimate weakness. Like, yeah. tell me to get the shadows right on, like, a bicep. Or <laughs> tell me to draw your face and not have your left eye up here. And yeah. Like, it's, uh, that's why I commend it. Anyone that can, like, I can kind of, like, mess with it, mm-hmm. but it'll never be to, like, the proportions of someone that can do proper shading, coloring. You know what I'm saying? I can yeah. never. Yeah, I so, I gave up on that in high school when I saw this one girl. I was taking all the art classes too, and there's this girl in high school who was like a fucking copy machine or like a printer. Like, <laughs> she drew a picture of a baby that looked so good and so real. I didn't believe she really drew it, first of all. Yeah. And then after that, it kind of diminished my dreams of it. I was like, all right, fuck that. Like, I can't do that. Yeah. No, I feel you. Like, that's, that's how, also, that's how another, like, I didn't feel like I felt like that too because. <laughs> Like I said, I would start like these big elaborate pieces, and I'm also too like I like yeah I'm a, I'm a, I got like a, a I'm a yip yap. I, I was talking a lot too, so I, that's another reason why I can't like paint or draw like and like. Well, I could do it with a bunch of people, but it's never gonna be serious or to the degree or good as it could be because I'm having too much fun being social. So mm-hmm. like, being in art class, trying to be funny while doing this picture. My shit never came out good. So, but anyone that was able to sit down and literally hit the focus button, yeah, they just lock the hell in and like they come up with something that's like, wait, bro, we only had thirty-eight minutes a day, and you, we've been here for two weeks, and you did that, you finished it. Like, I commend it. Like, it's the it, like the realism. Like, it's just it, it makes me kind of wish I could reconnect with a bunch of all the people from my art class that like killed it, and I was like a huge fan of them. But just you know what I'm saying? In high school, you lose yeah. touch. Yeah, see where they are and shit. Mm-hmm. So like, um, so being social and, and kind of making people laugh came came second nature to you, right off the bat. Yeah, like to, like so ever since I was little, that's kind of been like who I be. Like, yeah. like who the fuck I be? Found <laughs> <laughs> out who I be. You know, what I mean? little man, who I be. You know? <laughs> like. It's just been in my character to just be a character. Like I can't, be, I can never be serious. That's mm-hmm. the one thing. I, I guess I, I, that's the one thing in my life. No matter what, even if I am under like heavy levels of stress, I can't be serious. So even if you know what I mean. So that's I guess why people I've made friends with all sorts of people in life, all sorts of what life. Because even as a little kid, that's all I did was joke around and made relationships. I was just laughter. So yeah. if we can laugh together. We're gonna be friends, so as a little kid, that's just all I aim to do is just have blast. 
That's awesome. You know I mean? Like, I'm not really kind of a... Like, I'm not really... Like, I wasn't, like, a roaster. Like, I wasn't, like, making... Like, you know, <laughs> this beat so Like, I never did that. Right. Just, like, observ- observational joking. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, dude. Damn. Um, so, just sharing stories. That's basically, like, the shit that I like to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck. That's so crazy. Yeah, man. It's... It's made what it is. It's so, like, um how I I'll just touch on how I first heard of you um I think it was either at the same time that something happened with the take or my but my roommate at the time Vazo went up to Connecticut to ride the New Haven Park and he came back and I was like dude how was that park that place looks sick he's like I met this dude named Denny, uh, Denny and he's funniest motherfucker I ever met someone ripping bro That's like, yeah. was that your house or mine yo <laughs> <laughs> Out there. Yeah, uh, that's fucking wait. So um, he came up to Haven and like he saw. Damn. So I met him. Like, I damn. So shout out to him, dude. <laughs> I actually listened to uh, the podcast you did with him. Uh, I got like a good like I think forty minutes in. He's sick, dude. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. So he came back and told you about Haven, and I, I'm sorry I didn't catch you off. No, I was. A, <laughs> yeah, it was a dirt bike. <laughs> No. no, I was just saying that's I think that's how I first heard of you or maybe it was like a picture of you doing like a, a bunny hop invert on like the take Instagram or the, the FBM or something. So like was the New Haven like, part Maybe like maybe like uh full Haven tell us what happened like what two thousand uh between two thousand ten, two thousand eleven ish two thousand yeah, maybe around then. So that's fucking sick. Was that like the local for you guys at that point? Well, um, I mean, it's you kind of fast forward. We kind of fast forwarded a little bit. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Nah, bro, it's all good. It's uh, Haven was the local watering hole. It was like for all of us. Like I, I guess Long Island, you wouldn't really kind of classify as like New England area, or but like it's the Upper East. You know what I'm saying? So for everyone in Connecticut, Massachusetts, down to Jersey, up into New Hampshire, like all everyone made it a point to like go to like haven that was like the spot but before haven even was a thing for me going the thing what actually got me started to going to connecticut was actually i was friends with mike mistroni first oh shit yeah i met mike mistroni first from myspace days awesome <laughs> from me up to connecticut and uh i don't know should i get into that should I sure yeah that? yeah i i, I... I'm a fan of his work and his writing, and I forgot that Legend. he came from that area too. I totally spaced on that. Legend. Like, I think everyone forgets because it's like he's been West Side for a hot spinach. Yeah. You know I mean, that's, that's a hot minute in my book. <laughs> <laughs> hot spinach is a hot, hot minute. But uh, yeah, so I guess, um, well, I, I dude, it gets, uh, all right, because now, now it's going to jump even more back thinking about it so originally yeah how'd you meet everybody 06 myspace era like straight up no not even 06 04 to 06 myspace era peak mm. up <laughs> get your digital camera with your boys yeah click at the trails or, or whatever you're doing that's what it was and at this time i was like like i said i was i lived in panamoca and panamoca was 
was like a big trail zone. So when I was little, once I was able to go to the other side of the lake, I found out about, you know, Panamoka trails. And there was like dudes like Steve Adams that were there, uh, Justin, Justin, I can't, Justin, I, I can't remember, see, we're trying to remember names exactly right now, it's gonna yeah. Justin K, Ryan Hoey, there was like a bunch of people there that rode the trails all the time, and I was friends with Jay Adams, mm-hmm. who's Steve Adams' brother, and basically they lived directly next door to the trails, so a majority, before like Haven or the Take, I rode uh, the Panamoka trails, so Rode there for a long time. Rode there for years, like years and years and years. Rode there, and that's when MySpace was hot. So like, <laughs> I used to go there with my homie Steve now and my friend like Kurt, and we used to just take you know take just this was like MySpace days. So just take photos, take pictures, and just put it on fucking MySpace. Mm-hmm. You know, get them comments from them girls. Get them <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Shift arrow three. Exactly. That's hobby popping. <laughs> the thing was, I and I. I, I stuttering excuse me but i the reason why i love those that era and i feel like it's a golden age of bmx and i'm getting a little deeper behind the whole story behind me is like that was a good time because you know everyone it was the first time the whole world was in front of us you know what i mean right so like yo dude you guys ride bmx in pennsylvania bro what the fuck let's be friends yo these guys are fucking throwing down pedal thrashing over here in fucking jersey let's hang out right let's be friends Illinois is killing it. Like, this is when Midwest BMX was blowing up, and we're watching it on QuickTime. Yeah. So, exactly. So, like, all I wanted to do was make videos. So, me and my friend Steve made a bunch of little videos and would post them on MySpace and post them on the bulletins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I don't know if I added Mike Mastroni or Mike Mastroni added me. I don't remember when or where. I probably should try. I probably added him because he used to do these big ass boofanoos. Like, just that was his shit. Mm-hmm. And he did a big ass boofanoo at one of the local skate parks by us in Long Island called Greenport. And I added them, and this is like I said, me and my friend Steve are doing videos, and at this time Mike's doing his videos with Corey Godfrey, and we're just all like networking just online. And one day I, uh, Mike Mastroni came down here via the ferry to hang out with us. So he hung out with me and Steve now, we all rode the Panamoka trails. Uh, we did this before filming too and anything, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like straight on some yo we ride bikes let's fucking shred so he came down fucking kicked it made some shitty ass jokes just like that kept with us forever <laughs> and then next thing you know we we're like yo we're gonna go up to you and chill with you so the first few times that i was going to connecticut i was going up to kent where mike lived with my, with my boy steve and it was in the middle of nowhere connecticut which is thus being why mike filmed the way he did and like it all makes sense to me now yeah but uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm jumping around all over the place, but Mike Mastroni is the first reason why I ended up going to Connecticut, and then I met him, I met, uh, excuse me, I met Jeff DuPaul, which led to everything later via the Stampede Jams that they used to have at this warehouse in Connecticut, and that was because Mike Mastroni brought me there, with my friend Steve. Damn. Yeah, so, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry if I'm throwing off the whole... No, no, that's, that's so cool, I'm really interested in it, yeah. Yeah, so... Fuck yeah. Mastroni, yeah, Mastroni brought us there, and then I met Jeff DuPaul, and then this is when AIM was popping. <laughs> AIM was like the shit. So everyone was, you know what I mean? Like it was, everyone was just friendly and just fucking, we're online, let's talk, we all ride bikes. Yeah. And 
So, you know, one day I just, I, I saw, everyone made videos, and this is when YouTube first started, so it was like we all were kind of fans of each other's work, mm. I guess, if that's what you want to say. And yeah. So it connected, and then next thing you know, I started going to Connecticut, we, uh, wow, my bad, I'm like, I got, a, I got another story or a whole other tale, but I don't want to mess up your flow that you got going, so. No, that's okay, okay man, whatever, whatever you feel is right, because I'll let you listen to it after, and. You can listen make sure you're cool with everything. Alright, yeah. Um the So I started going to Connecticut, like I said, with Mike Mastroni. One of the first trips I ever had out there was was with my friend Steve, like I said, with Mike Mastroni. We went down to Winstead to hang out with our friend. Remember Corey Godfrey? I don't know, do you you remember him, right? It sounds really familiar. He used to be on Simple Bikes, T J D O G like he used to do like hang fives hang nothings all the craziest like he was on uh coalition back in the day okay like well anyways he's like a ct og still shreds every time he gets on the bike to this day but um cool, cool one of the first trips i went on was to visit mike mishroni with steve and we hung out with, with Corey, and and hanging out with mike and Corey, we hung out in winstead and we just rode all the local parks around there like we said no filming this was just straight just natural, or organic, whole foods level pedal thrashing. <laughs> just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 the way it's just like so sick. So, yeah, even yeah. That, even the first day there, which becomes like, I don't know why in my life it's like a, like a fucking curse I have. First trip somewhere, I go to jump like a fucking, not a Jersey barrier, but like one of those road barriers. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it'll be like on a curve, like on a highway. Um, can't think of a fucking name of it right guardrail? now. Guardrail? Guardrail, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't think of the word guardrail. But yeah, tried bunny hopping one over, the, over one of those at night in cut-off girl jeans, knees fully exposed, and just oh. fucking backhack, yeah, and just blasted my knee. And like that whole trip, like I really couldn't ride that much, but mm. not being able to ride and like running around as much, it, we, I got to talk with everyone a lot more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And plus, like it kind of brought us together because I ate shit. In front of everybody, and then right? Like you know what I'm saying? Like it broke the ice because we didn't know anyone each other yet, you know. So, but yeah, so you went on that trip. You you bashed your knee pretty good, and uh, that's kind of like when you've kind of formulated those relationships with those dudes, and so that made you want to go back up and visit them in Connecticut again. Yeah, it was like it was ba- it was like a back and forth game. Like it was just like I went there for the, like actually it wasn't even that them more coming down here. Every, now that like I that I knew, I had an outlet to a whole realm. Cause Long Island, it uh, it doesn't it lacks a lot of skate parks. Like we had indoor parks mm-hmm. at all. Like we had Rampage Skate Park, and that's when I first started riding. And that was like maybe like I said, two thousand two, two thousand three. Rampage. Like, Rampage, yeah, and then, yeah. We, and I knew there's so many fucking rampages in this fucking nation. Oh, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say it sounds familiar. There's so many rampages across the nation, but yeah, we had a uh, rampage skate park, and then once that closed down, there was a skate park called Half Pipe Haven, and once that closed down, there was nowhere to go, so, but it, it just so happened to be, this is the time that I linked up with the Connecticut, like, squad, so, during the winters, fuck it, we're going in the weekend, jumping on the ferry, and going to hang out with Jeff DePaul, yeah. fuck it, 
jumping in the ferry. We're going to go hang out with, you know, Corey. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I became like that. But mo- mo- mostly, though, I say uh, Corey. Just, but it was like Mike, Corey, Jeff Ball. Those were my, like, three links mm-hmm. in the game over there. So, and, and there's more indoor parks up in Connecticut, or at least they were in, like, Massachusetts. So you could just fucking smash the car up with a bunch of bikes. Fuck it, chill it out. Everyone wear your winter jackets, and we just pull up. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and there's none of Long Island, so it made it made the weekends even more worthy of the shred because we have two days to get these pedals in. We're going to a park we've never been to. Let it all fucking go. You know yeah, what yeah. Damn. How far away were you guys from each other? Uh, well, if you drive to Connecticut from Long Island, depending on where you're from. Like I'm further out east. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hot dips away. So for me to go to Connecticut, <coughs> two hours, two and a half hours. Okay. But, uh, or if you take a ferry, it's like an, uh, it's like an hour and twelve minutes. But it depends on who lives where, because Connecticut varies. Like, there's people that live like in the further like corners. Like Mike Mastroni lived in the middle of Bumblefuck. So from the ferry, it was like another two hours to where he lived. Damn. Uh, Paul, luckily, it was like forty-five minutes. And you were, like, in the middle, so you were, like, another 30 minutes to each shred zone that you needed to go to. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. So, I'm familiar with TJD, but I don't know about it fully. I feel like I, I know of it because I remember seeing the TJD MySpace, Team Jeff DuPaul. <laughs> How did that start? All right. Well, I'm going to start this by saying at some point you're going to need to get the captain and creator of TJD himself on this bitch because Jeff DuPaul has done so much for the whole he's done so much for me and the whole straight community so like <laughs> Hell that's yeah. why I'm giving this heavy kudos before I start this you definitely right. you definitely gotta catch up with him but sick yeah how the TJ I'm sorry I didn't mean my phone even dropped like that I just got it <laughs> like you're looking at my nostrils <laughs> <laughs> it's great but um how TJD started was Andre Pastel or Pastel but I'm gonna say Pastel because that's how it's supposed to be said mm-hmm. Jeff DePaul and him used to go to Canada for the not so Metro Jams remember when there used to be Metro Jam up in Canada yes I used Roger. to love watching those things the hardest shit once they stopped doing uh, Metro Jams they had they called them not so Metro Jams so Andre Pastel went up there with Jeff DePaul and a bunch of other people Excuse me. I wish I remember the names right now, but I, I wasn't with them. But they went up there. But Jeff used to always give Andre, like, a cigarette when he needed it. Or, like, yo, Jeff, got a lighter. Or, Jeff, let me get a beer. Fucking, Jeff, fucking help me out with my bike. Jeff, basically, always <laughs> Jeff was helping him out. So it came to a point where Andre said to Jeff, like, bro, you're my sponsor. Like, fuck it. This is Team Jeff DePaul. <laughs> they made a joke on that so for not so metro under one of andre's sponsors he put team jeff dupont <laughs> so when they called his name out and shit they were like andre Postels representing team jeff dupont like and it just stuck so when jeff came back we literally were saying it team jeff dupont but it wasn't only because of just that moment anytime anyone went to jeff's house we used to call it, like, Nick Ponterio will say it's fam. He called Jeff's house the Pepsi Mansion because Jeff's parents, well, not his parents, his dad used to uh, work for Pepsi. 
So there's always Pepsi in the house. So <laughs> pull up, you're getting Mountain Dew Live Wire. Damn. Yeah, so That's it a felt like a sponsorship. You go to Connecticut, you take a trip there, you stay at Jeff's house, they got a guest room, there's fucking blow up beds. <laughs> it was like, the, it, it was, it still is to this day. Jeff will always have his, you know, he's always like that to all the homies. Like, his yeah. homies was like a sponsor. So when Andre said the Team Jeff DuPaul thing, and he got fully, like, sending it out in the uh, contest, that's when it became official. So, yeah. Even, yeah, his house was the spot. Like, yeah. even after, like, after after Andre said that thing with the Canada, like, when they announced it, like, Team Jeff DuPont, that's when we made a point to be like, yo, it's going in our MySpaces. It's going, like, it's, we're representing Team Jeff DuPont because he did really sponsor all of us. Like, even when I used to go to his house, even on those trips, he paid for all my shit for some reason, like, my food, like, because I, I, I he just did that. He just does that. He has a, like an open heart. So we all just represent Jeff. You know what I mean? So that's awesome. That's, that's how TJG became. And <laughs> sick. Yeah. So that's that was how that rock input. So at the headquarters. So uh, is that what kind of transformed from just going places all the time to the sponsorships? Is through Jeff. There's an order. Like, let me take my bike and throw it in like a pit and just 
keep it going to the side, and I'm just digging, keep a shovel. So I walked up to the two dudes, and I like I didn't walk up to them like flexing. I just like working, like clearing out the trails, and I, I got close to them, and I see the two guys, and it's a dude with dreads and glasses, and then some other dude, and they're chilling, and they're talking like, "Hey, what's up?" And the one guy, I wish I could remember his name, like forgive me for not remembering your name, but the other guy through the dreads shakes my hand and says, "Yo, what's up? I'm John. Nice to meet you." And I'm like, right, nice to meet you. I'm Denny. Like, how's it going? And we start to ride. Like, we, I clear the trails. Like, the trails are cleared. And Homeboy and John are riding. And, you know, it was a good day. It was a good session. And long story short, I go home. And I go on MySpace. Like I said, MySpace. <laughs> and yeah. MySpace. And little be known, it was John Lee who messaged me and was like, hey, man, like, we're at the trails today like thanks for showing us around like thanks for helping us out blah 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 if you ever like need anything or want anything from FBM or the take let me know and at the time the take was like the my ultimate like you remember you remember when the take first came out like, yeah 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 yeah, was, yeah. and this is my mistake today so you got the scene was on scene bro <laughs> <laughs> I did two and a half hours on frames. I I think I okay, I nerded right. so out. You with, you, you with the shits. Yeah. You know what's going. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to hold back my nerdiness. I yeah, dude, let it erupt, yeah. <laughs> You got an oxblood red take ivy frame? Yeah. 
was coming down the down tube, like, bruh, my life changed once, like, that was it, like, at this, that moment is when I was like, no, this is, this, I fucking, my heart erupted for shred, like, I already was deep in it, but the fact that I somehow got the frame of my dreams, and the color I always wanted, and somehow met someone that worked at, FBM was my favorite company, aside from the tape. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the sister brand of once it. Once I got all that, it was, yeah, it was like, how does that happen? Like, what is the chance <coughs> that that happens, you know? And so I got that, and as I was riding, I just, like I said, I was still doing the thing every, like, with my friends, just, you, you just, or, there's no vlog, it was straight, Yo, I remember the V Club promo like it was yesterday. level riders at such a young age it was like the first time you ever saw a such a strong young squad like just holy fuck oh, what squad. Randy Taylor rest in yes. peace the legend like yes. dude V Club oh my god dude the Take V Club like and the reason you gotta remember dude, at this time this is when the Take has Ben Hiddle on it John Ludwig like it is the shit <laughs> mm-hmm. things at once.
happening is I ended up having a, like a relationship with John Lee. Not really, that sounds so. <laughs> the first really sleek clean light frame like yes, other than like back end. one of the few yes but and, and honestly i still i want i i gotta i guess i gotta say it i think the ivy to me had one of my most favorite dimensions of a frame mm. like it was perfectly in between everything like it wasn't too short for trails to feel like you're gonna fucking backflip Mm-hmm. But it also wasn't too long where you're riding street. You think you literally can't pick up and you're going to anti-hop and your teeth are going to be in the back of your throat. Like, yeah. It was the perfect, perfect geometry. Like, I loved it. And, uh, yeah, so what ended up happening is, like I said, I ended up messing up that frame. And John John Lee gave me, he yeah, helped me out. And was like, listen, you're still under warranty. And we're about to come out with this new frame called Untrue F. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, if you want to try it, you can try it. Like, because, like, this is what we have right now. It's good help. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the distributors didn't have it. It was, like, in a at FB, you know what I mean? So, and it just was coming back from paint. So I was like, oh, I want one. Let me get a mint, the mint cream. And he sent it to me. What was it called so, again? Yeah, one True F. One True Ave. One True Ave. Yeah, I remember that now. What was the gusset? Did it have like a, a designed gusset? No, that was the time frame. That was the take time frame. Okay. It had a design. It had like it had like almost like a Kingdom Hearts looking keyblade type of. Yeah. That thing is beautiful too. Oh, also, great, also very great, sick. Great. Yeah. Like I said, really great stuff. Like, yeah. Made so yeah, he ended up making up true F, and I wrote the shit out. I was like I think about it now I was really rough with my frames like I didn't take care of my legs like really rough like crazy falls like just failing 
was the king, still is the king forever to this day, but yeah, big yeah. 180s and, you know, trying to big 180 everything, <laughs> landing fork first, like top front wheel down, trying to suck in and get that good tuck. I was heavily straining my bike, so yeah. I ended up cracking a little bit on the gusset of the one track. And this was after like a year or so of riding it, like hard body. Mm-hmm. So we'll say this is 2009 now. This is 2009. Um, I had just graduated. Like, well, I graduated in 06. And I was riding, like I said, I was riding the Ivy all through, like, out after high school, I believe. Or during and between. But between that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I ended up, like I said, cracking the gusset on, on the one Trav. But the one Trav was the frame that I was riding at the Brooklyn Bank Stand where I got that picture from. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, I think it's Aaron Smith. His, his, he runs uh, River City Leather now. Yeah, Aaron. Uh, they called him Aaron to be politically. It may sound fucked up, like not politically correct, but they, they called him Aaron the Gay, something. But he, he's not gay. But that's what they like. It, oh my god. It was Aaron something the Gay, blah blah. But it was Aaron. But his photographer was awesome, and River City Leather is killing it now too. Yeah, River City's so, sick. They're so sick. But he was the one who took that photo of the turndown at the at the Animal Bank Stand. That was like the the come up claim to fame thing mm. that, like happened for me. Before or any video, like like there was video videos I had on YouTube, but it you know what I mean, YouTube wasn't what it was yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that photo being on the cup was while I was riding that grab that John Lee gave me. And I met spam thing. And I met John Lovick there, and I also saw that kid get hit by a motorcycle. There Damn. On the bike. Do you remember that story? No, I didn't. I didn't hear about this. <laughs> All right, Matt, I'm gonna tell you this. Get back <laughs> into it, and then I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> so that's Bam there. Met John Lovick. This is towards the end of the Animal Bank show. So it started. There was a lot of calamity at this point. Cause yeah. At this point, everyone's the hype is up. Yeah. And this dude with a fucking Harley pulls up. Like, literally, eight hangers, big-ass bars, Harley there with, like, a squad of, like, six other people. And think about it. It's the bench jam. It's straight up a traffic jam, an intersection left and right of people going up and down the banks, people going down from the ledges, if you know what I mean. So yeah. it's an onslaught of just calamity. The dude in the ape hanger banger Harley Davidson <laughs> party like, decides he wants to learn wheelies today. So this dude is trying to pop it up in between while everyone's trying to ride banks. Oh my god. So I'm riding up the banks towards the like, first wall of the stairs. That's where I'm riding towards. As I'm riding towards that, I notice this kid with headphones in, Apple headphones, phone or whatever, I like his iPod in his fucking pocket. Yeah. Riding towards the fucking the, the banks. This guy who's popping a wheelie is coming at the same time. Oh no. So homeboy's cutting it. Yeah, homeboy's cutting it hard to the left to hit the bank. So basically, he's horizontal T bone style as homeboy on the fucking Harley is getting ready to try to pop it up. <laughs> Long story short, pop up doesn't happen and he fucking full body. Harley Davidson uppercut smash <laughs> this kid. T-bone style. Dude, 
Oh my god. <laughs> saw this guy get mauled by a car or get mauled by a motorcycle and then you met Spam at Hackettstown and he was suggesting to you the IV3? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so he told me about the that frame and basically was like, yeah, I want to get you on one. And I didn't know what that meant. And at the same time, that, what he was trying to say was, oh, can you see me or not? Yeah, I can see you. Or? Yeah, can you see me? Try to get you on, 
And I, when he said that to me, my, my, my brain exploded. I was like, wait, like on the team? And he's like, yeah, like, I don't know. I, just, I feel like you, we feel like you would fit. And so what ends up happening was like, like a week or two later, John Lee, I ended up shipping that. Can you hear me? Am I good? Yeah. Am uh, I making a weird face or something? No, no, no. <laughs> you were, you kind of were like, you kind of looked like you, like if I, like, like, I don't know. <laughs> like as if, as if I threw a ball and you were watching it, like, go under a table. You were like. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to do, my bad. But yeah. So anyways, that's what ended up happening. Yeah. And, oh, so. I'm, I, I, like I said, that one true app frame, I ended up, I broke it. So I, John Lee said to me, yo, ship it back. And this is at the same time, like between spam telling me about that fucking reframe, the IV3. So Nick, I guess Nick is a, Nick was a rep for, uh, for the take at the time. Well, he wasn't a rep. He was, he was, he was riding for the take, but I guess like he put in the good word, I guess between him putting in the good word, John Lee. And maybe that talk when I met with Ludwig, mm-hmm. that's, I guess that's what he was talking about. And so, like I said, I ended up sending that one true ab over, and John Lee ended up, I was going my first day at Zoomies, my first day working at fucking Zoomies. And I'm walking up, and I wanted to call John Lee to see if he got the frame. So, I just before tracking all that shit, so I called John Lee, and I'm like, yo, John Lee, what's like, what's good, dude? And he calls me up and says, hey, Danny, what's going on, man? And you know the nice student BMX. Like, yeah. I was like, what's <laughs> up, man? Like, what's up? And he's like, yeah, man, just looking at this frame here, and uh, it's looking pretty thrashed. And at the time when I sent it to him, I had, like, duct taped the shit out of it. Like, oh, just, my God. Just, yeah, like, just just to keep it intact, to keep it, make sure it got shipped to him good, everything. So it was, yeah, it looked wild. <laughs> and he goes... Yeah, she's looking up, looking pretty blown out, man. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. So, like, I, I, I'll pay for another one. Like, I just wanted to see maybe the warranty. Or he goes, no, nah. like, uh, we were, uh, we we're talking over here, and uh, we're currently working on a new frame, Ivy Three. Uh, don't know if you heard yet or not. And you, I just am like, uh, I'm not gonna say anything. And he goes, uh, and uh, we're, we're talking, and I think we want to put you on the team. And Matt, I shit you not. Like, I wanted to shit myself to the moon and back, <laughs> explode, and reincarnate and do it. Hell like, yeah. I couldn't even think straight anymore, dude. <laughs> and it's my first day at Zoomies. Like, I got to work at this. And I, I was like, yeah, John. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Like, hell yeah. And, like, was so He's like, all right, cool, man. Like. I wasn't sure, like, you know, you don't have to. It's like, I was like, no, no. Like, at that, that moment, it made me, like, fucking explode. Because it was like, dude, this is my favorite company. Coming from a sister brand of my favorite company. From one of the coolest dudes I ever met. Like, right. the coolest squad of shredders. Like, It couldn't be more right. It couldn't. That was literally no irony. I will never take nothing from that. Like that shit blew my mind. So at that point, that's when I ended up on the take. And at that point, now I'm riding. I already was riding my ass off just because I'm 
so fucking hype. Now I'm like bleeding Tony Hawk special meter hype. Like, <laughs> so um, that's when I started like, but there was no filming. Like filming wasn't like a big deal at the time. Right. Yeah, it was still just like fucking shred, just representing shred. But I was still doing my uh, little like videos for YouTube. Like if you even type in on YouTube, Denny Dial, no spaces, like all that old unedited shit that I was doing, like in the midst of being on the take or even afterwards is still up there. Like me wearing a youth large fucking hoodie, trying <laughs> nose manuals, like on a once you have, like, like it's up there, dude. But, <laughs> Damn, I was to check that out. I couldn't, yeah, dude, it's, it's up there. Like the whole video of me falling, it's, it's I fall sometimes. And like, it, that's, I don't know, that video exploded. But that was what I was doing, just shredding, documenting it because I watched D Club document it, and I was with the company I wanted to be on and just psyched. Yeah. So that that went on. So yeah, sorry. Now we're there. Sick. <laughs> dude, that's an awesome story, man. That's cool. Thank you, my dude. Hell yeah. So then, what happens after that? Is it? All right. Well, so I get on the take, and. Once I get on the take, we're uh, me and my friend Steve are still going to Connecticut, and at this point, I already I met Jeff DePaul, so yeah. I'm still with Jeff DePaul. I'm riding for the take, and shit was just going. It was just cool. There was no like, hey, we're expecting this from you. They were expecting that. It was just shred. So I'm riding trails. I was riding the uh, I think it's called Exit 48 trails. It was like a local trail zone in Long Island. I was hitting there once in a, once in the blue. I went like I went there. I went there like a handful of times, but I was just going anywhere I could to shred, basically. Mm-hmm. And going to Connecticut with Jeff, and at one point, what ended up happening was the Give D videos came out. And yeah, you know, yeah, because that was that. That's so rad. I never even thought of putting V Club and Give D together in the same sentence, but yeah, Bro, it was like the West Coast version, right? The West Coast. It was like the hardest slide. Long Tramp, Tammy, Kyle Hart, yep. the Steves. It was like... Albert. In the editing... Yes, exactly. And the editing was insane. So, naturally, I'm on the take. I'm hyped. That's what I'm psyched on. Like, a crew fucking ripping. So, yeah. I'm at home with shitty internet, right? Trying... The Give D video just came out. Yeah. And I'm trying to watch the fuck out of it. So... This is, like I said, I'm, in, I'm on the take, whatever, whatever. I'm trying to watch the fuck out of this YouTube video. QuickTime is not working on my shitty dial-up computer. <laughs> like, every time I click, basically, I guess that's a run-on thing with me is bad computers, as we saw from yesterday. Yeah. Ding-dong, <laughs> dong shit computers, shit luck with computers, dude. Yeah. Like, shit, pure shit luck computers. But, so, I end up hitting up, like, Gifty had, like, their little website or whatever. So, I end up hitting up Alex... Bermudez, the guy who created Give D or whatever, and saying because all right, let me let me rephrase this and fix it. The Give D premiere video came out on Ride BMX's website, and uh-huh. they used QuickTime, and I wanted to watch it so bad because I saw like the trailer on YouTube, or I saw the trailer on QuickTime at my friend's house, and my like shitty computer ass went online and. Emailed Alex. Oh no, yeah, emailed Alex. No, no, I went on AIM. I went on AIM. AIM. Oh Literally, my. So Alex was on AIM. 
like, well, not nah, he wasn't filming with, with Kitty, but like he had his own film at the time. But I guess whoever filmed it was just the homie style filming. Yeah. So they didn't have a film. So for that first take trip, I said, "Yo, Jeff Paul needs to come because Jeff Paul had filmed my first take video that got put on Rod BMX when I was singing like." You know she don't want it cause she looking at me cause she got it. Did that whole <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So Jeff filmed that and Alex said, if you know a filmer, spot him up. And I was like, Jeff, naturally. Boom. And that's how that came to be. And that pushed forward. This was already after so many of the TJD videos were popping. You know, we became almost like Give D East. It was Give D and then TJD, you know? Yeah. So... Alex naturally was like, yo, hell yeah, bring Jeff, he's doing the same thing we're doing over there, over there, so, yeah, over here, over there, you know, yeah, wow, mm-hmm. damn, yeah, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, man, if I'm like, mobbing with info, oh, my bad, no, this is, this is totally awesome, it's, it's, is it, I love hearing how things came about, for sure, mm-hmm. like, it's so yeah. awesome, or, um, I, that's why I, like, I don't mean to cut you off again, but, um, that's why I thoroughly appreciate what you're doing because even when you said I, I listened to recently you had on the on your podcast you were, uh, it was like a shoe talk with you and your cousin yeah and you were saying you, you like how folks like Dennis Anderson Chris Doyle you know um, the rollback podcast with Kyle Carlson and all them like you were actually getting to hear the stories from the people we looked up to. Yeah. Then there was no, you couldn't get an insight into how they thought or their process or what they did or their personality. Yeah. It was just, you knew their shred and you were a fan of it and you wished you knew more, but you couldn't get more. Exactly. Yeah. That was before the internet. So you only had that little nugget of a video to go off of. And now you get to hear the backstory or maybe there was an article in the magazine, but that's all you had. Like, uh, and even then like people, of that caliber we forget when we were watching them then they were like younger than who we are now they yeah were like 24 so to get you're either gonna get too much information that may fuck their whole shit up yeah or you're gonna get nothing and it's gonna make you like who is that you know yeah so if this is the prime time for this to be happening for the shred community and i'm so psyched on it hell yeah man thanks thanks for being on i really appreciate you doing it i think it's I think it's a little tricky because it's like you're kind of putting yourself out there. All right, but uh, what were you saying? You said it's pretty tricky because you said you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, like, like I think it's I think everyone's s- slowly becoming a little bit more cool with putting themselves out there. Exactly. Like it, it's tricky though because it's like you're afraid you're gonna get made fun of or turned into a meme or some shit. But it's like, you know, it is. But it's like that's the one thing I say that's awesome about Shred is um. Everyone is completely different. Every character, every person you know, even what you, even what their writing may look like or portray, their personality may be something completely different than that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So like, just like yesterday, I was watching. They just put out Dig. Just put out a whole like Stephen Hamilton, Ying, the Ying and the Yang, uh-huh. a, like small documentary. And watching, thinking about when I saw Stephen Hamilton on Can I Eat. And Road to Fools 12 and all that. At the time, looking at him, we were like, oh, like I thought I, you thought you understood him. You're like, oh, he's like a college dude that's good and like, you know, he just does big shit that's 
really creative and technical. Yeah. But dude, that guy had more of an artistic mind than we realized. Like, even the way his bike was set up and shit, like, he was that always. But hmm. you never knew that because you only knew him when he got the spotlight. You know what I'm saying, kind of? Right, yeah. So you never really got to understand the character of Stephen Hamilton. That's why when he went on hiatus, it was even, like, weird. Because we were like, we didn't understand it. We knew Rose will swell and can I eat Stephen Hamilton. Yeah. And our young brains weren't ready for it. We're thinking, oh, why would you give up? Why would you do that? But we didn't realize the fuck what he was going through, you know? Right. Personally. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch that. That seems really cool. Bro, it's amazing. It's really good. They did a really good job, dude. People at Federal killed that. Damn. They nailed that. Hell yeah. But yeah, that was just a little tangent, but yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, kind of like, what kind of happened after? Did you ever, like, leave or step down, or did the take just dissolve? I think after a while, the take... Uh, what happened was, all right, so we had the... Our whole, the there was, like, the take generation with Alex, and Alex was the TM for a good, I think, two, two, two and a half years, two years maybe. I could be a little little above or a little low, but I think it, had, it was more, at least two years, and... Obviously, look, so Alex had, we had a year or two with Alex, and then Alex had stepped down as the team manager. But what he said was, Jeff DePaul had been in the whole time for our filter, basically. Mm-hmm. So what he said was, listen, like, Jeff's killing it with TJD. Right now, I'm at a point in my life where I can't do full-time team manager, and I don't want to, like, half-ass this shit, so... I give the crown to DePaul, and y'all party on. You know what I'm saying? But we all, we all still to this day, I still keep in touch with Alex. But that's what ended up happening was Jeff DePaul ended up becoming team manager for Tate. Okay. And, and we ended up doing a bunch, bunch. This is around the time we started doing more, or like, uh, like the Denny LOL material and stuff. And can you hear me? Am I good? Yeah. So 
it just basically it just stopped ceased to be a brand you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah so everyone who was on the team kind of like you know was left to their own but it, it worked out naturally because everyone on the team it was the likes of me Tanner Nelson uh, Spam yeah Noah yeah. Cox Nick it was like everyone ended up kind of doing their own thing event like we were on the verge the cusp of that yeah so when it did cease to be it wasn't like we were like yo what the fuck it kind of was like alright well if we, you know that was a golden era it's still gonna be a golden era yeah yeah I still think about, I still think about to this day all those people <laughs> that have a take tattoo like you know <laughs> what I mean like and the logo changed and everything so there's people who have the OG like gun type of thing yeah tattoo. And there's people who have, like, the straight-up, like, Torch logo tattoo. Yeah. So it's, like, it's it's crazy. We it, So it's, like, it was the take will forever be an error of the Shred community, yeah. I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was even, like, that sister brand to the take, or maybe it was to, to the take and FBM. It was called, like, Nice. Nice was so sick. I thought that was cool as hell. I loved it. The stem. It was yeah. everything nice was doing. So those forks, the nice forks, were like some of my favorite forks. Yeah, they were doing cool shit over there. That's sick. It was really cool, you know. But it's like I think at the time too, it was like maybe like a low point in the BMX era where people weren't buying product as much, you know. Right. Because the completes were coming in hot, and like it was just that weird, that weird uh, limbo that we were in before the Instagram era of BMX and the MySpace era of BMX. It right. Was that in between. Yeah. And that, and that's when Aiken got hurt. Like it was everything was just shifting crazy, you know. Yeah, it was like polar shifting. Um mm-hmm. and uh so you, you just kept riding anyways, right? Like what else? You gotta just keep shredding. Yeah. Yeah. Because even after the take, uh I met I ended up meeting Mike Brennan at uh Uh, man, New England Clam Chowder Jam. It was something like that. It was like the Clam Chowder Jam. Right. And everyone mm-hmm. in New England met up for that. And I ended up meeting him there. And at, from that point, I wasn't riding for anybody or nothing like that. But he ended up hooking me up with, like, merit stuff. Like, it was never like, you know, like, yo, Denny, you know what I mean? Like, merit, you know, like that. But he ended up hooking me up with a bunch of products and a bunch of stuff. And just, like, so that was, like, kind of, I guess you would say, like, my next hookup after the take but mm-hmm. I and, and shout out to Mike shout out to Mike Irv shout out to Sean shout out to Ricky shout out to everybody in Merritt that's killing it like that because they, they hooked me up and they still hooked me up steady to this day so that's that was like my next sponsor thing after that but at that time when the take kind of ceased to to be that's when I started dabbling a little bit more with the art getting back into it because art was always my first love as a kid mm-hmm. but I took a hiatus because I was like, yo, pro BMX life, yo, trips, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't putting pen to paper at all, and at this point, too, I started doing the stand-up a little bit, too. Yeah. So, I was in between, I was like in limbo, neck broken back, <laughs> didn't know, I was going in all sorts of directions. <laughs> so, like, so you, how many times did you go up? Did you try stand-up? I was actually doing stand-up regularly. It was almost... 
for a solid year, I'd say 2013 to 2014, uh-huh. I was doing uh, open mics at uh in farmingville is the town i believe and it was oh my goodness gracious i can't even fucking remember the name of the fucking i was doing open mics for uh (laughs) like i wouldn't call it like a comedy league but it was like a dude this dude mike shout out to mike you know who you are he had like uh this comedy circuit that he was doing and he put me on it Uh and at first it started as open mics and bringers like bring who you want to fucking bring you bring a bu- bunch of heads boom you get paid for it and you get to go up there and blast your comedy so I was doing those at first but then Mike started giving me like paid shows like paid straight up like not headlining or nothing crazy but paid shows so and right the off time, the bat you were getting paid that's pretty I, yeah, sick I, yeah I guess you could say it like that but that's not usually how comedy works like right it just so happened to be that I had a large circle of friends that were around me when I started doing it. So when I would bring the people to the show, after a certain amount of people you bring, you get paid a certain amount for each head. Yeah. So I was getting paid for that. But that's why I commend all my friends because those bringer shows are like, bruh, just strap your spine to a chair, lock in, because there's about to be 27 people that are got six minutes because they brought six friends and there's everyone is going and doesn't mean everyone is like a comedian these are people that may work at fucking stop and shop and they're like hey come on fucking work a stop and shop and suck like you're gonna get beat down till your friend is up and then you can leave if you want you know what I mean so I may be the eighth to go I may be the 30th to go so I commend that's why I say I'm psyched for everyone my friends that supported me during that shit cause right you wait a minute so yeah I was doing that so I was getting paid off the head no I mean pause I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yo pause yeah, pause again fuck it so I'm getting paid for each person and then it became I started doing shit for that dude Mike that ended up being like straight here you go let's party you know what I mean like go yeah. there do your thing dude but once my friends started to move like a bunch of my friends moved to Boulder Colorado and and also too like Jeff Paul, and then moved in Connecticut so I didn't like to like I don't want to be someone also too for those bringer shows people have to pay mm. so each month I'm telling you know my homies twice a month you know to come in drop $30 plus whatever they pay for drinks to come on stand up and you know I started to feel I guess bad like that cause I was like yo I don't I can't keep doing this so I'm dragging my friends right. to this shit right. and I'm enjoying it I'm thoroughly loving it but Long Island's crowd too alone is kind of it's not like Brooklyn it's not like Williamsburg it's not like Bushwick it's not like going into the city or a major city Long Island is Long Island it's stiff plain boring you're getting a mixed crowd of some kids that didn't know what to do tonight and an old guy that worked that owns the dentist shop you know what I mean well, yeah. I don't know what a dentist shop is so <laughs> your humor is hit or miss hard body right so, it was cool I was getting paid off the shows because people were coming to see me but it, I wasn't able to express myself and be cool in the crowd like I wanted to be like when I went to Brooklyn and did Brooklyn shows uh-huh. but I live a bit away from Brooklyn and 
to Brooklyn every Friday was crazy. So right, I kind of like hit this. I hit the chill back button. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it yeah. was. All my friends moved away. I'm not gonna just go out of my way now. I'm like yeah, what's up, Danny Pascasio here? Got to do some stand up. Come on. That's me live. It's you know what I'm saying? Like we're talking about. I'm not gonna do that. Like I'm not just gonna just. You know what I mean? No, I'm not, that's not what the person I. Yeah. So, Yeah. And at the same time, I got deep into my art bag again. And I was, I'm thoroughly, I'm still loving it now, heavily, obviously. Yeah. And I, so that's what I'm focused on. I'm, I want to do the comedy again soon, but I love the art, you know? Yeah. Did you, is it, did you find like more joy in the art? Like it was easier to get to, easier to get something out of? Yeah. You can kind of find your, so many comedians that I met like uh, my boy Steve was cool uh, of course obviously once the mic is on you can't remember people's names <laughs> remember, but Kevin this dude Kevin was awesome like, he, like we were like this is like nerdy art but like nerdy artistic comedy but it was great but sick doing comedy it is a competitive lane sort of without it being that if that makes any sense yeah because you go in there there's headliners and are you there's people that are new you know it's a it's a crazy circuit it's almost like going to the skate park there's right. kids that have been riding for years there's kids that just learned yesterday there's guys who want to be pro there's guys who ride for the love of it yeah and you're just in the fucking hallway of that shit and yeah. there's no hiding and finding your own small circle you're just in the cut and it's a mixed bag of dicks it's a big <laughs> hugely mixed bag of dicks and some dicks are actually just straight up dicks and you feel like this negative energy right and you get positive energy from the you know what I mean so yeah. I just didn't like it felt competitive it felt competitive and I'm not, I'm not a comedian like even now I'm doing the podcast people go Danny so funny yo that that's so funny like for me, it's it, that's I just like to tell stories and be me naturally. But when you're in a room where everyone is trying to be funny, there's certain people there are looking at you like, wait, who the fuck is that? That guy's funnier than me, and you want to be friendly and put your hand out and talk to him, but they're looking at you like, nah, wow, fuck that. right? What's up, like you know? So, and I never got to find I, the, the thing with the comedy, I guess. What like east a little bit with is I never found my exact circle of like comedians with me. If I did, and I can't be there every day, you know. Mm-hmm. So out here on Long Island to find a nice uh, niche of comedians that are like minded, thinking the same. I you know what I mean. I couldn't because we all we're all so different. We're awesome. Everyone's awesome. You know what I'm saying? But it's like thing with like riding it's like you got your park dudes that are gonna fucking with flair every day train eat creatine and yeah. do what they gotta do and yeah. then you got homies that are gonna literally smoke the shit out of a blunt smash pegs to a ledge and chill all day and then you got dudes in the woods cracking bush beers and smacking lips you know <laughs> it's, it's, we're all doing it we all love it but at the same time too there's 
like, you know what I mean? There's yeah. divisions of it. And, yeah. you know, everyone finds their little circle to fall into in this massive galaxy that we got. Yeah. So, that was, you know, that was that for me. But I'm, I'm going to, I plan on jumping back in. That's cool. Yeah. I'm excited. To, I'm excited about that because when I first heard that you were uh, doing stand up, I was like, "Holy shit, that actually makes sense!" Like, fuck, like that would be yeah. cool to to see you. Do you ever listen to Kill Tony? Kill Tony. I don't. Maybe if I saw the face or saw a video or something, I would know. It sounds you, familiar, actually. You put your name in a bucket and you're able to do stand up for a minute, and then what? yeah, anybody can go up. So. Literally any dude, you would you would fucking kill on it seriously. Um, they just came to Philly, and my girlfriend and I went and saw them. So really? you put you put your name in a bucket. They call they call the names out of the bucket, and uh, you do a minute, and then after that they like ask you questions about your life, or they roast you depending what kind how, what kind of vibes they pick up. That is sick. Yeah. Hold, no, I'm. Because I'm like, that is tight. Yeah. I'll be psyched to do that. And like it that's is that what sets the order? Is like the names they pull out? Yeah, uh yeah, they pull yeah, exactly. So it's all real random. So, and it's oh, that's what yo, that's what an open mic should be because with the open mic, say for instance today to like say tonight, me and you Matt were like, bro, let's go do open mic. Yeah. If you hit up your homies, I'd have my homies. If you pulled up with 12 people and I pulled up with three people and say three people was the minimum, I'm getting three minutes. You pull up with 12 people, you're getting another minute for each head you brought in after three. So think about a room. Weird. Think about, think about if 27 open micers come and 12 of them bring eight people. Right. Think about how long you're going to be sitting there. And if your homie is the 27th person, yeah. think about how long you're going to be sitting in that room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, <laughs> makes it become, like, that's why comedy, to me, like I said, it's like, bruh, for those who support it, those who do it, fucking raise the flag, throw the bombs up, shoot the guns, because <laughs> the friends that support, like, it's a lot, it's a lot. So they they do that show in California every Monday night, but they go on tour. Yeah. Yeah, 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 dude, you you would totally fucking excel at it, and I bet you Tony would be like, next time we're coming, we're giving you a free minute or some shit. Like, if they go to a different town and they like the one of the persons from that town, random ass town, mm-hmm. they can't necessarily like um, when it happens in California and there's somebody that hits the ball out of the park, Red Band uh, will invite them to another show that happens the next weekend you know and just kind of introduce them into the into the scene kind of thing so when they're doing the tours they can't necessarily do too much for somebody they can't say oh unless they really really like somebody they'll say come come to california we'll give you a free a minute next time you're in town sure but but they 
they will say that for somebody in a new town. So if the, if they come to Philly and they saw you and they liked you enough, they would be like, next time we come in Philly, you're automatically getting a minute kind of thing. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's fucking righteous. That's the shit <laughs> that I'm talking about. Dude, it's. I mean, it's perfect too, like you said, it's a minute. So it's like, go raw or literally sit down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sick i'm glad you're into it man I'm, i'd be stoked to see because like as soon as i started thinking about trying to do a podcast it's like i don't like the sound of my voice i can be funny sometimes but i'm not really like super good at you know talking to people really yeah. so it's not like i'm it's not like i'm putting myself out there because i think i'm good at it it's like i'm putting myself out yeah. there because i'm trying to get stories from other people so yeah, you're doing it for straight the pure love like that's why, like I said, I respect you for doing this. And, like, BMX, BMX my blood or your blood. Like, that guy, too. Like, yeah. Shout out to Grom Dad. I also, too. I gotta let you know this. I've been listening to, like, when you drop, when you first dropped your first books, like I said, I was so hyped. It was awesome. You, it's weird. Between you and Dennis and, uh, like I said, fucking, uh, uh, BMX in our blood, the granddad, what's his name? Grom Dad. Joe. guys... You guys, it's it's comfort. Like you kind of almost, it, you guys do it perfect. Like it's just enough that you let us be us, and you guys bring that like journalism and that. I'm not gonna lie, no homo boss. You got a voice that you are gonna listen to this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sweet it's, man, it thank you. It makes it fucking cool. It makes it like it, it's warming. It's weird to explain that, but every time I listen to your podcast, this shit warms me up. Like, I just forget where I'm at, I'm in tune, I'm listening, and it, it's fucking cool, because it feels like, I'm, like I said, I'm just chilling with the homie, and I understand what's going on, and it's like, it just has like this, this just like, it feels like, when I listen to your podcast, I feel like we all just got shred, done shredding with the homies, and we're in the room just kicking it now, just talking like, yo bro, Fuck yeah. fucking shoes, not working for me. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I really appreciate it. Cool. And um, so, with with the comedy thing kind of exiting your main focus, art kind of came into your focus with the gutter doodles. Is that like a name that you always had for it, or was that just something that came up? Yeah. But I wanted, like I said, to make it Instagram just for my art because I I made this one thing called like a party pizza. I'll, I'll send you I'll send you a picture of it. And I I was like, yo, I want to post this, and I had a bunch of other shit that I wanted to post too. So I'm like, but I don't want to just eat up my feed with just my drawings. And it's like it's like it's so you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like your personal shit. You can do it, you know what I'm saying? You can, but I was like, I, I want to make a home for my stuff. Right. And at the same time, once you make a, once you make a home for your, your creativity, it almost does fuel you even further to make more. Because it's like, dude, got to fill this home up. Like, yeah. It's mating season up in this creative bitch. <laughs> I'm putting my acrylic dick in this paint, 
It's always psyched, yeah. So 
gutter doodles. So I just made it while I was in the middle of work, just wrote gutter doodles, made that Instagram, and just boom. And it just flows off the tongue and represents how I feel with my mind. Because my, my art isn't really guttery. It's not like just fucking people busting nuts and titties everywhere. Yeah, it's not mega do- grunge or anything. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, and I, anyone who does that shit though, I fucking, it's awesome. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not, that's not what I draw. Right. It doesn't come out of me like that. So that's what that's what made gutter doodles cease or not cease. What birthed gutter doodles? Is that. Was there uh, was did you ever run into any copycats or anything? Not not like somebody copying your style, but like was there already another gutter doodles? Were you did you actually were you able to get that before anybody else? Because that's it sounds so it's, good. It there no I got it first go right off the bat. some dude and he fucking rules he does shit with I don't know if you listen to like Mad Lib and Quasimodo like Mad Lib Quasimodo like, yeah yeah old, the older stuff that old shit there's a dude named Gangster Doodles so I didn't know he existed before at all like mm-hmm. 0% knew he existed I just made that up at work and then later I found out he but our art is completely different like his shit is so fucking ruthlessly awesome too but I didn't know he existed so Anyone before, and like I did, I just made the name up. Like I literally just made the name up, and it just happened to be there. But I never actually saw a copycat. The only thing kind of close to what I do, like as far as filling like a whole page with like black and white stuff, mm-hmm. is this guy named Mister Doodles, and I didn't know he existed either. Like, <laughs> there's a bunch of do- doodles out here. Like, right. Doodles run strong, but <laughs> when, I, when, when I came up with gutter doodles, I had zero. Just literally at work, shining a retainer up, and said, "Fucking gutter doodles, fucking gutter doodles." <laughs> right. And, and I, it just and so I put it work. I thank you though for like letting me know that you like the name. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, man, we we uh, Thanks, scooped up a couple pieces, you know, for the house. Thanks, thanks again for doing them. Oh yeah, yeah. there's a lot of work that went into them. It's 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 crazy because it's like I went to school for design, so for some reason or another, I immediately thought my art needed to be on a T-shirt, and I feel like it took me ten years to figure out that it doesn't always need to be on the T-shirt. <laughs> but I would run so instead of like thinking of creating something just visually cool, I got caught up in like, well, how can I get this on a shirt? Well, I'm mega broke, so I can't even just throw money at it. So now I got to learn how to screen print. All right, now I got to learn how to burn a screen. All right, where do you get the ink? Like, I got so caught up in that shit that I feel like it kind of, like, put a fucking, a governor on the creative motor, you know? Yeah. No, I feel you. That's, honestly, I'm the same way because with creating, with like drawing, painting, design, you can we can you can go so many places, and once you start kind of leaning a certain direction, the weight of all your creativity kind of bends that way. Like right now, right. I've been painting so much that I haven't put a marker to paper, and that's usually what I do mm-hmm. is marker to paper. Yeah, but I'm so right here with painting that 
I, that's what I want to do right now. But right. in a month, month's time, I may want to, you know, like, I may want to, oh, excuse me. I may want to start doing, like, spray paint work. But I'm not doing spray paint. I'm saying, but, like, I may want to start doing spray paint. You know what I mean? Or I start doing yeah. paint work. Like, I also do with the t-shirts. Like, you can start doing t-shirts, and then all of a sudden, once t-shirts start flowing, and that river starts rolling, now you're rolling down that, and you haven't touched pen to paper in months or or acrylic to canvas. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I feel you. And now you're designing, like I said, even with those uh, handlebar pads you're cooking up, <laughs> which I fucking love. Those shits are awesome. Thanks, and, man. And now that I also heard how you make it, like you were cutting up jackets. <laughs> bro, that is fucking authentically great. That is what <laughs> I'm fucking talking about. Thanks, but, man. <laughs> that's what's up. And, but like you said, now all of a sudden you're doing that you're finding the love in cutting the fucking shirt and creating this fucking piece of art for a bike you Hell know yeah. what I mean and yeah you just get you just fall into these pits but they're not pits <laughs> they're just creative, creative vortexes yeah yeah you know? that's for sure but like I, it, it seems more pro, it feels more production based which kind of makes it you know you Basically, like, wh- whenever I see your drawing, or like Jeff Martin, I remember when he was posting, maybe it was like a drawing a day or something. Yeah, he was, yes, the legend, oh, shout out to Jeff Martin. He is, shout out to him, because he is seriously such an inspiration, just, so, there's something about it, like, like he's always drawing, whenever I'm like, sleeping or like, slacking off, and I'm on Instagram, just, you know, shitting my brains out or something, I see he's drawing, like, Something cool. His wrist doesn't stop. (laughs) It doesn't stop. Like, he literally is... He has a trap wrist. Like, skirt, skirt, skirt. Like, whipping the work. He don't stop whipping the work. But it's shit that's so deep and so far out and so cool that, like, that's why I say Jeff Martin is one of my big inspirations. He was one of the. He literally was the first person to give me my first canvas to draw. Oh shit! I went to Fakey Master. Fakey Master had like this spot at a warehouse for the winter that he rented it out, and he made it like a spot where everyone. This is when Vortex is on go. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's a full running machine of just underground shred creation, like so many stickers and vinyls and die cuts, shit that never came out or saw the light of day. <laughs>
For True Chick, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They were out in Connecticut chilling with me and Jeff at Jeff's house that weekend. And when Dan told us that story of what he said in front of Sergio Leos and going, fuck tonight, we kept saying that that whole night. Like, yo, Jeff, you want a shot? Nah, you gotta. Fuck tonight. <laughs> and we just wilded out. And Jeff Martin ended up painting a canvas, huge canvas that says, has a wild face on it and a city highlight. And it says, Skyline, I mean. And it says, fuck tonight on it. And <laughs> I will never get rid of that, ever. Like, Hell yeah. Ever. So, but he was the, he, that night was the drive that made me go, yo, maybe I can spill acrylic to canvas so shout out to Jeff Martin hell yeah party on dude thank you for it was for him I would be painting on canvas so yeah fuck yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. and it's I, go I, ahead I don't wanna it's like with each segment you get in that yeah there's like so much beef not I'm not saying beef there's so much turkey weight to it like turkey weight <laughs> like there's with each story there's a full turkey Got gotcha it. Gotcha. Size. Exactly. It's like, a, like I gotta break this turkey down, dude. Yeah. And if you and if you think of more stories, we can always do more too. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm, if you're whenever you're down, now that we figured this out to work, but I'll, yeah. Whenever you need me, dude, I'll get deep in some other stories because I know we're going. We're, we've been cooking, but still, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're we're running at like 120 minutes or so. Um, <laughs> The one thing I wanted right, to say, I don't, I don't really have much more, to, more to really uh, ask you for now. Mm-hmm. But I, I did want to give you props because I feel like, as, as one arty person to another arty person, like I was saying about getting stuck in like the, these creative vortexes, when I saw you just, you were, you were just creating, like that's what you were focused on. You weren't focused on how can I get this picture on a website. You weren't focused on how do I send out a newsletter. You were, I'm gonna create, I'm gonna spill some art canvas, and oh shit, now I got a bunch of them. Let me get rid of them. Anybody want any of these? And you know, I really was inspired by that because, like, it just seems like so so much more like natural and fluid. And then yeah. when I saw that one that you you um, posted on your story, I was like. <gasps> He's he's selling that. He's getting rid of that. Oh, I'm calling dips, and yeah. you know, and I I couldn't believe no one scooped it up yet. So I was like, oh fuck yeah, and, you know, I, it's it's something that for the longest time I I was broke as fuck, and within the past year I started to get a little bit more money, and I I, I just want to put it back in in places that I I believe in and I respect and admire. That's, that's you know? how I feel. That's why. Some people look at my shit when I post it and they're like, dude, you could get more for that. Like, I'll put it for 30, 25, fucking 15, 60, you know what I mean? Yeah. And people will literally say to me, even when I had my first art show, like, in 2014, I think it was, people were saying to me when I gave them the price of 50 bucks for anything on the wall, they were like, like, what are you doing? But as someone who's, like I said, we're not out here fucking driving and fucking... Lambos with Yeezys. We're not <laughs> pulling out with a bust down rolly. Yeah. We ain't about to fuck. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not fucking 
tossing down lean and smoking O's and you know what I'm saying? I'm not I ain't got money like that. I'm not you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people especially in the strike community, we're not even the pros of the strike community. We're living out of vans and doing it for the love and supporting each other straight out of the heart of it all. And we know what it's like to be in the pockets of someone who's on the road shredding or someone who works a job and shreds on the counter creates art when they can it's like we make this money to live just enough for us to be able to fucking live you know what I mean exactly so, yeah I can't I make this art may be worth millions of dollars it may be worth that but I want all my homies to be able to get it like right. the reason why I can't buy half of the art I want to buy is because I can't afford it but yeah. I want it to be affordable and you know, it's not for profit it's not for it's not it's for sale, but it's not for sale. That's not why I do it. Yeah. I do it because you look at the shit on your wall and it breaks a smile in your face, and that's all I want to share is smiles. Like, yeah. That's why I love that FBM shirt that said all smiles, like that had all the bikes on it, like it's blue. Like, that's what it's about at the end of the day. That's I think what the planet is lacking is smiles. And another thing I want to say is for all those who are creative. We're making shit, doing shit, whether it's art, music, fucking woodwork, mm-hmm. fucking, even if you're punching a piece of clay hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever you do, if you're flipping cheeseburgers, you're fucking cutting a jalapeno different, put this shit out. Don't be scared to put it out. Because uh, there's so many folks that I see that loop their own art and their own face and between their small circle of friends mm-hmm. and never put it out but because they're scared of what anyone's gonna think but it doesn't matter because for for everything you put out there's someone there that's gonna be psyched with it mm-hmm. it doesn't matter and from half the from also too for the most part no one's gonna say anything even if you post a picture tomorrow of a turkey that you put a boot through and spray painted it green <laughs> your yeah. grandma may be like what the fuck is my grandson doing someone may look at them like yo that's art that's sick that's cool like you know what I mean yeah don't be afraid I know so many people that rap and they're holding on to like uh, fucking six albums worth of music but they're scared to put it out because they think someone's gonna steal it or they're not gonna people aren't gonna like it yeah it's like you're only what what happens when you fill a balloon too much it pops that's the same thing with your creative thinking like wow yeah you're filling your shit at you're filling your brain up to the point where you're sick you want to share it so bad but you're so scared of the outcome that you might as well pop mm-hmm. because you're not it's not getting out and just put it out don't be afraid I already had some people tattoo my art on them damn hell I'm yeah I'm fucking psyched like, congrats man awesome. <laughs> yeah like I'm psyched like I did a whole thing with uh, Began, Brandon Began last time he was out here and I saw him him, uh, Badger, a bunch of Josh, a bunch of people. I didn't even do the tattooing. I just did the outline, and my little Josh did the tattooing with me. Oh, but shit. It's just, I wouldn't do that. I normally would be like, yo, I don't want to do that. I, I would be scared to have that. But if people thoroughly like it, let them enjoy it. Let them love it. Don't be afraid what anyone thinks. Just put it out. Because it's only going to get dusty, and you're going to end up being sad later that you never, right. not sad, but like, dude, you're sitting on what could have made you what you are, and another reason I say this is because 
anything I've ever wanted to do or anything. Yeah, I'm gonna say like anything I've ever wanted to do, it worked out because I believed in it and I loved it. Like, what are the chances I got sponsored by the Take and that was my favorite brand mm-hmm. and it worked? What are the chances I could stand up and was getting a little bit of money from it, which doesn't happen because I, I tried it? What are the chances I put my art out and found out the Shrek community and friends around me liked it because I put it out. You right. don't know until you try. Hell yeah. That's literally what it is. Yeah, how'd I end up on a podcast with you right now? <laughs> I put out my heart and I tried it. Fuck yeah, man. That's that's how I feel. So just don't be afraid. Even how you ride, no matter how you sing, talk, share smiles and share your art. That's what the world needs more of. And that's what makes shit be awesome like this where you end up in opportunities where like this where I'm honored to be here at the end uh, you know what I'm saying different folks doing this because you know no one else has talked to me like this you know hell yeah so man honored. maybe maybe this will just like spawn into other shit too you know yeah so even for you too oh shit even for you I'm happy just doing it you know yeah man you and also too I gotta give a shout out let me I don't wanna fuck this up at all I don't know if you talk about it yet Matt have you seen um what is it here it is uh excuse me have you seen the dude Dylan from Texas that has all the DVDs from all the nostalgic days yes what is it it's 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 BMX DB or something BMX MDB no there it is hard copy BMX archive yes Shout out to him. Shout out to him. 100%. My bad. I don't mean to pause you. <clears throat> Shout out to Dylan at uh, BMX Hard Copy Archive. That's another thing that why I'm psyched for people like you and him because he posted so many videos and shit that I forgot that I loved when I was young. Like mm-hmm. building the underground and shit like that. Yeah. And that's what we need. Like, like you said, now's the time everyone to share creations you got a collection share it yeah share it before it's illegal to share it you know what I mean get get that shit out there before you can't anymore exactly (laughs) I don't know who they are but yeah exactly at some point they're gonna be like yo you gotta pay for that I don't care if you have the original copy but it should be on there so yeah it's cool man like I'm really I honestly for all people talking about vlogs and this that and the third i'm happy with where bmx is right now um i'm happy with my career i'm just like no one can talk shit about bmx because bro bro squids gang dude homie guy mo george whatever you call your squad look how much content we have now yeah it's it's almost too much now I want to watch them all. I haven't yet. I did. I cooked them all. I think I probably have one more left. Which one's your favorite so far? Huh? Which one's your favorite so far? Um, the Dig BMX one was good. The Cult one was really good because it put it to like almost like a video perspective. Um, shit, I can't even, 
Like, oh shit, okay, like, yeah. Because it's those kids were kids that used to come to the parks that I was at when I was younger. So I respect them heavily. Billy Perry, Panza, shout out to you guys. I see y'all like steady, steady killing it. Couldn't they built a different lane? Yeah. Um, the, my favorite so far, I think uh, the Hour BMX one was really good too. I can't, Matt. I can't there's an Hour BMX Swamp Fest video? I believe there's an Hour BMX. Oh BMX shit. Swamp. I could be. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I know there's a big BMX one. There is... I, I watch so many. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong. I, if I'm wrong with the hour BMX, someone, someone disliked something of mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing is like you, you might say something wrong and like somebody come at me on Twitter and tell me, tell me I said something wrong. I w- That's I'd, what I'm saying. Dude. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> it's funny because you're even, even with what you're doing now, potentially someone could be like, yo... Yeah. But you know what it is? It shouldn't even be like that. It, no one should take anything to heart because that's what BMX is in the long run. Yeah. We go sit around, watch a DVD, talk shit about the fucking third guy in the video. Yeah. It's what we do. Yeah. So it, when, you, when people do get a little bummed out, it's like, bro, you know you sat at home and made fun of someone's pants. Yeah. It's all jokes. It's all jokes, man. It's, yeah. It's love. It's love. It's not like we're skateboarders where it's like, hey, that shit could be. I love skateboarding to death, but hey, man, that shit, dumb boys don't play. <laughs> Someone says somebody there, I get a zoomies at work is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. Well, I really appreciate you donating your time, you know, being really generous with this. I, it, it means a lot. Um, I, I thank you more because your patience is like you can't even explain to you what I had to do it was four hours just to fix, fix my computer oh my apparently, god it got rid of uh, I gotta I gotta I gotta let, at least let you know what it what, what it said it deleted um can you hear me still Matt yeah alright let me, let me just I, cause I'm going into my safari like a mug <laughs> it deleted my audio driver like, wow. somehow, when I went on Skype, it deleted the the audio driver off my laptop. Hmm. And, yeah, so I had to, I was trying to figure out how to fix that, and then how yeah. I got mobbed from people, so. I think, I think Skype might have some weird, sketchy shit going on with it. Remember how, like, how, I, like you could hack AIM? Yeah. Well, I think there might be some bullshit like that with Skype. So then my buddy was like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try Skype," and so him and I d- used Skype once, just once, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, this is sick! It's clear connection, doesn't ever break. I'm gonna use this again." So like I literally signed up, used it once, and when I went to go sign on again, what was it yesterday? We saw some suspicious activity. You need to reset and send this to your phone. I was like, "What?" Yeah. So. Yeah, I think there might be some fishy shit. I mean, yo, Skype, get your shit together. I yo. mean, it is owned by Microsoft, so. That's what I'm saying, yo. I'm about to turn my Xbox off. <laughs> let's, let's figure this out, bro. You know what I'm saying? I got yeah. this Xbox Live. I can't be playing games. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. I literally was like, I, I'm sorry, too, because, bro, I was like, shitting. Because I saw you, like, you had your papers. And I'm like, no. 
Yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Bro, I'm happy that you're doing this too because, like I said, there's uh, the, BMX, the, the BMX Nerd Blood podcast. There's this. The East Coast needs this. Like, <laughs> we already know Dennis. Shout out you, Dennis. He's out there and going to run that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. That I already listened to all of them myself, so I already know. Yeah. Got to run. Someone like you who has their ear to the street, feet to the floor, deep in the cuts of the east. I, I, everyone, I, even all of TJD, everyone, like I already know they'll be psyched to do this. Everyone wants to, everyone wants to share a little bit of their story because, like you said, now's the time where it's, we can share the story. Yeah. Exactly. You know? So. It's it's gotta happen. I, I honestly one I, I I'm I'm just putting this out there in the air that I hope you could get, even though it, he may be on the West Coast now. If you could ever get like a Garrett Reeves fucking Oh my it, god. That would be beyond legend. Because something with that's one one thing I realized too, something with the class of BMX obviously, there's so many of those running around, like Garrett Reeves and Maddie Long. And, yeah. Like, where are my homies? Where are these absolute red captains now? Yeah. That's where you. That's why I feel like you're here for it. Yeah. I think you're gonna. You're, yeah. I hope you're gonna thrive. Yeah. So, if they're if they're listening, just reach out. I'm definitely down. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason not to. Yeah. Matt. Matt's the one. Matt's the one. Different folks. Everybody. I'm gonna say right now. Shouts to. Everyone in the strike community, anyone that's pedal thrashing, holding on to grips, doing what they gotta do, sharing smiles, <laughs> keeping it 100% positive. Shout out to all that slaying paint, spitting words in front of a microphone, throwing food in a pan. Anyone that's creating, doing something, shout out to you, shout out to Merit, shout out to Take, shout out to FBM, <laughs> shout out to all the folks that are doing shit like Swamp Fest, Trey, I see you. Yeah. Um, the Vans contest. Shout out to anyone who's doing something for BMX. And support the yeah. Support <laughs> different spokes. Thanks, man. hundred <laughs> percent. Literally, get out there, share smiles. Thanks to Mary. Thanks to Jeff Dupaul, my family, my brothers, uh, Matt. You like literally. Thank you so much for doing this. No problem, man. Glad um, to have you on. All those who fuck with me and my gutter doodles art on Instagram, that sound, I feel like putting in plugs sounds weird. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, follow me. Like, yeah. You don't have to if you don't want to. Like, whatever. No, no, it's, it's all, like, I'll, I'll do it. But, like, Danny Pes, it's at Danny Pescasio on Twitter, at gutter doodles on Instagram. Shout out to everyone spilling ink, at Danny the Squid, my personal. <laughs> uh, Instagram and just keep everyone oh shout out to the Nets I hope they won tonight <laughs> didn't get to see it because sorry keep, no you know, <laughs> fucking apologies this is awesome this is what the fuck I'd rather be doing <laughs> they're gonna do what they gotta do anyways fuck it shout out to the yeah shout out to different folks shout out to different folks that are doing this shit freestyling on the top a little bit as I felt like doing this shit Shout out to the Matt and the Yan is bitch. <laughs> 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 so, 
Peace, man. Oh, fuck that. Anytime, man. Those bars were so hard, it made the mic start clicking. Yeah, but man, that's, hey, I was speaking in uh, different tongues. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if I, uh, anyone who listened to this, I know I'm naturally loud. If I blew out your ears or whatever, I'm sorry. I love you. Matt, I'm telling you right now, off top, if, this, if you want to keep this in or not, what you're doing is fucking gold. Like, like I said, it's organic gold. I support it 100%. That banner in the background, that flag you had yesterday. No, not, nah, but like your whole like ethic, if you want to say, like everything that you're doing is on point. Like it looks so sick, it's so cool. I, I'm not even trying to like blow smoke. I literally mean this bottom of my heart. Like, thank you so much. You rule. Uh, thank you for supporting my art. Thank you for copping pieces. You keep doing this shit, cause like I said. When I listen to you talk and hear you speak in the way you do, it's very warming. It's very, it, it's, it's, I can't explain it. Even <laughs> if you were for some reason or someday to stop talking about bikes or some shit like that, the way you talk and speak and your passion towards shit, it's meant to be heard. And oh man, thank you. I to do this. That's the highest compliment. I mean it. It's the, it's the highest truth. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. All right. Different Take- spokes. <laughs> Take it easy, dude. You too, dude. Shred on heavy. Hell yeah. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate all the feedback that everyone's been giving me. Um, next week will be Mike Hinkins. I was able to um, sit down and talk with him a little bit. We also had some Skype issues. So if anybody out there knows anything about Skype or why why you wouldn't, why you'd be able to see each other and hear sounds from your computer but not be able to hear each other, is beyond me. So if anybody knows anything about Skype, please feel free to reach out and give me a pro tip or two. Also, while I'm at it, asking for pro tips. If anybody out there that knows how to nosy, okay, I've had, I got dreams of doing nosies. I've been dreaming about nosies probably for like seven years now. And honestly, I, I'm horrible at them. And I know the trick is knowing how to bail. Now, my question is for anyone out there who knows how to nosy and you are in the middle of your nosy and you're about to bail, do you use your fir- Do you use your front foot or your back foot as your first foot to get over the bars? I've been practicing frog leaping over the bars, but I understand that you can kind of get your feet out quicker if you can get them over the bars real fast when you're doing it. I've seen so many people just casually walk out of nosies like ninjas. So I'm just putting it out there. If anybody can give me a, a pro tip or two on nosies, which foot do you bail with bail out of first if your right foot forward do you take your left foot because it's further back so you have more room to get over the bars whatever i don't know but uh i'm curious so if anyone out there wants to let me know i'm all ears thanks again and i'll see you guys next week